Welcome to the What's the Point podcast. On today's podcast, it's just Trevor and I here live from Maple Ridge Campground, and we're going to talk about the the draft. Um, we're going to talk about the upcoming uh, NFL season, and the schedule that came out last week. So stay tuned. Well, live from Maple Ridge Campground in Lakeville, Indiana, we're back here at the uh, Maple Ridge Campground uh, where we recorded one podcast last year, and and I'm here with Trevor. Uh, Mike and Jeff are off doing their thing this weekend. Jeff's camping at uh, Chain of Lakes. I believe that's right, Dan. And I'm not sure what Mike's doing, but Trevor and I are here, and... We wanted to get this thing rolling again, and I think that uh, we talked about what we want to talk about today is, of course, the draft and the schedule, but also give an explanation as to what happened last season. And Trevor, I'm just gonna I'm gonna say it got so difficult to watch there in a that six game losing streak that they had. I think we covered some of it, but I mean it was just difficult. We had. Jeff got COVID, um, Mike and Mike's family had got COVID and they were being quarantined. You and Aaron were getting ready to go to Florida. That's correct, yep. So you were trying to distance yourself from everyone. And so we were doing it on the phone. And then I think it was, then the sixth great game losing streak happened. And I think that's when we just said, hey, let's just pull the plug for this year. We should have came out and gave an explanation as to what was going on, but um, it was hard to watch, and it was it was doubly hard to talk about. Yeah, with COVID, like you said, Dan, and definitely the you know, the, the six-game losing streak, I think it was. We had six games in a row where we lost, and I just put a real damper on the season. Uh, obviously, put a damper on the, the podcast, and uh, it, yeah, it was like, yeah, it was hard to watch. I mean, I know... I think we were torn on the decision to bench Trubisky and put Foles in, and uh, we can clearly see that was the wrong decision. I mean, I believe we won that Buccaneers game with Foles, which was crazy to think. And it was really probably our defense in that game, and we talked about that during the podcast that the defense came through in that game and 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 did a good job and, and kept us in the game. And then things just kind of uh, went our way then to where we were able to win that game. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, with all those factors, yeah, we definitely stopped the podcast. And we're just – I know I'm ex- – I was excited about Get Going Again, mainly because of Justin Fields and wanting to talk about that. But I know before we get into that, you know, we finished last year 8-8. Eight and eight. We made the playoffs, finished second in the – Second in the NFC North, and that was encouraging to make the playoffs. But to be eight and eight, it was kind of sh- like we lost to the Lions towards the end of that, the year, which really hurt. One too. That was a tough one. We lost in overtime to the Saints without Drew Brees. So mm-hmm. th- those are two games there that suddenly you're ten and six. Things look a little bit better, but that six-game losing streak with with Foles really hurt, and I really thought. And I think you agree that when they put Trubisky back in towards the end of the year, that Trubisky looked like a whole different player. He was making better decisions. Uh, I think that I think the benching helped him, in my opinion, just because of the way he came out. And even though we didn't win all those games towards the end with him in, he looked like a different quarterback. And obviously, he's not with us anymore. He's moved on to the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I, I liked Mitch Trubisky and I just feel like I'm probably uh, in a minority when I say this but it just seems like there is a target on any quarterback playing for the Chicago Bears by the even the local media around Chicago and uh, but certainly in the national media I feel like they're already trying to Jinx, if you want to use that word, 
Justin Fields in a sense. Yep. They're putting pressure, you know, trying to get him to start day one. When, you know, let's let the guy observe a little bit and see what the NFL is all about. I know he has the talent, and I know he can succeed, and he's, he's an athlete. But I feel like they did that to Mitch to an extent. Um, of course, now when Mitch started, uh, he came in his rookie year when Mike Glennon was just absolutely horse crap, yeah, for lack of a better word. Uh, and Mitch was a little bit more mobile and can move around back there. And, and that was kind of the signature of his whole career in Chicago, just being mobile and able to make plays with his feet. But Nagy and the whole coaching staff, I feel like they never really put him in a position where he could best utilize his talents. I think they did a little bit in the year that they went 13-3 and or 12-4, and whatever their record was. Yeah, in 2018, they went 12-4, yeah. yep. I think they did a little bit there. But then I think when things started to go bad the next season, I think they blamed it all on Mitch when I think it was really – more of a, def the, they lost some uh, defense. Uh, their def defense wasn't as good. And I get that their offense was really not real great that year too. And that the offense needs to produce more than what they were. But I really think that uh, Mitch wasn't given 100% support by the coaching staff or anybody in the media and I understand that Mitch does not he's not able to, to hit on some of those long passes like if he had a more accurate arm I think that would have helped him but so hopefully Justin Fields is a little bit more he seems to have all the as Nagy says he checks all the boxes you know and Ryan Pace says he's our guy and and he moved up to get him so it's it's not as I'm not as far as the the move that they made to pick him up in the first round, I think it's I think it was a very very inexpensive price to pay for a, po a potential franchise quarterback. Yeah, well, you gave up for next year. You gave up a first round and a, was it a fourth round? I think pick? it was a fourth round pick next year. A first round pick and a fourth round pick for next year. And That's... then they also gave up to get uh, um, the Tevin Jenkins. The to move up in the second round, they gave up, was it a, a third or fourth round for next year? Or third? Uh, I think it was a third second? for next year. Okay. In, in, either, either way. Either way, yeah. Uh, if you're getting potentially, I mean, Tevin Jenkins was, a lot of people had the Bears taking him with their first round pick yeah. at 20. Yep. So to get him where they got him, you, you basically, you're, you're starting this season with two first round players now. We don't know if, if Justin Fields is going to contribute right away, but he certainly might. I, I happen to be one of these guys that actually thinks that Andy Dalton is not going to be nearly as bad as what the media is. Uh, they're down on him, been down on him from day one. And my whole thing is Andy Dalton, the reason for that is because his name isn't Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson. So maybe you can reflect a little bit on that while I turn the air conditioner off. Yeah, so, you know, if if Fields is ready, if he's the best quarterback coming out of training camp and he's a clear he's the clear guy, then start him. I don't have a problem with that, but I don't I don't want to throw him out there. We know how bad we know how bad Chicago Bears fans can be, especially fans in Chicago and the Chicago media. Um how bad they can be with our quarterbacks. When we saw how they how they treated Cutler throughout the years, and that was just a, that was just awful to see, and the things they were saying about him. But yeah, I uh, really if if Field sits all year and Dalton is playing well and putting the ball where it needs to be. I mean, Dan uh, told me about a uh, his name is Draft Doctor Phil. Uh, the tape doesn't lie. Uh, he's on YouTube, and there's a there's a video on Andy Dalton, and most of that video he's explaining that you know Dalton's putting the ball where it needs to go. He's hitting guys right in the hands and the numbers, um, and yeah, he he's he's older. He 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 still makes some mistakes. Um, he's not.
but he he does things that Trubisky couldn't do. You know, he got he's accurate on his deep ball. Uh, he he's able to get out of trouble by actually using his legs. And I think what I think a lot of that is too is just the the coaching situation. I think I really we saw at times as Bears fans that Trubisky he got out of tough situations using his legs. I think Nagy kind of held him back for some reason. Either he didn't trust him or there was something there we didn't see, but several times with Dallas last year, Dalton would use his legs to get a first down. So if Dalton plays well, and, you know, if we had a really, really tough schedule, and we'll get into that later, but if, if we're halfway through, if we're halfway through and we're barely 500, it wouldn't shock any of us if they decides to go with Fields. But if, if Dalton's playing well, then leave him in there. Let Give this year for Fields to develop. Work on some of the things like they talk about um, with his uh, um, just some of the poor decisions he makes. Uh, you know, instead of you know instead of uh, taking a sack, just using his legs more, um, just making some better decisions. So if he can work on some of those things uh, with the coaches, you know, I I wouldn't have a problem at all with him sitting all year, Dan. No, um, I think everybody's anxious to see what he can do, and me included. I want to see Justin Fields out there too, and uh, I think they'll probably become a or there will come a time in this season because we, we looked at the schedule. The schedule is not easy, but we still don't know. I mean, you can look at a schedule at the beginning of the year or before the season ever starts and think. That's a loss. That's a loss. That's a loss. And then injuries build up for certain teams, or they're not as good as what you you thought they were going to be. And your team's maybe a little better. So, I mean, as far as the schedule goes, it could change. But I I want to see Andy Dalton, and I'm I'm in Andy Dalton's corner. I think that he has proven himself enough as a veteran. I'm not putting it on Andy Dalton. The the year that he got hurt and then they wouldn't let him come back and they were tanking and I think he had a bad season the year before that a lot of that I think is because AJ Green got hurt and wasn't he didn't have all of his weapons available to him um offensive line was bad offensive line was bad and let's face it Cincinnati is not that's not a well-run organization either uh now last year in Dallas again yeah Dallas's defense wasn't good and and they were dealing with injuries, too. I think Zeke Elliott missed some. Did he miss some time last year? He did. Yep. So, um, and for him, for that being his first year in Dallas, he still played pretty darn good. If you go back and you look at the tape. Yeah. So I'm not down on Andy Dalton. I want to see Andy Dalton do well, but with the schedule the way it is, it could be uh, that maybe we're looking at like three and six or something like that out the gate and then we see Justin Fields maybe in the second half of the year and if that happens that's fine but uh, let's give Andy Dalton a chance that's I guess that's where I'm at with it yeah and I would I should have looked it up before the podcast and we can maybe maybe uh, share this in a future podcast but since Maddie made the playoffs I mean, how many times with Dalton there in the last 10 you know in the last 10 well, years early on in his career I think he did I think he he did uh, lead them to the playoffs. Yeah, I'm not sure of that either. Uh, but, you know, they, they keep talking about the Bears have never had a 4,000-yard passer. But I, I think Andy Dalton has thrown for – didn't he throw for over 4,000 yards for the Bengals? We'd have to look. But, yeah, um, I'm pretty sure he has. But he's, a, yeah, he, he's led his team to the playoffs. I mean, he came in a very difficult situation last year. And it really helped him that he had he had uh, some weapons to throw to in Dallas. He had three healthy receivers, and once Zeke Elliott came back, and that really helped him. So he's he's proven that he can do it. He's proven that he can be accurate. He's proven that he can use his legs to get out of a tough situation. He's proven that he ha- he can have a pretty good deep ball. So yeah, I'm I'm excited for Fields, but I think we have to be patient as Bears as Bears fans. We we can't get impatient with our coaching staff as hard as that has been throughout the years because we know I can't tell how many times Dan and I and Mike and Jeff have been pretty upset with Nagy uh, and with some of his play calling and his, his decision making. And uh, but yeah, we're gonna have to be patient and 
we I, I don't think this is a year that they're a Super Bowl team or no, they even make the I playoffs. Think so. I think we're a year or two years away because if I, what I would like to see though is maybe towards the end of the year you put Fields in because if they can see what they have. I think they already know what they have, but if they can really see what they have in fields, then in next year's draft, they can focus on kind of building up that, building up whether it's the offensive line more or getting some more playmakers for him and free agency or through the draft. Yeah, I think I think that's it too. I think you have to approach this season, um, and, and it's hard to do as a fan because as a fan, you want to see your team go to the playoffs and you want to get excited about him. But I think that we, we can still get excited about a team that the arrow would be pointing up for. And I think that that is, uh, hopefully that's where this Bears team is going to be. I know our window is closing a little bit with our defense, you know, and you hate to see that uh, such a good defense be wasted. But, man, maybe we should have thought about that when we threw Chuck Pagano out there as our defensive coordinator the last two years. I mean, he just, I just did not like his scheme. And I know I we talked, Mike and I talked about it at nausea on, on the podcast, how, we just did not, and, and, and man, it just, it, to me, it's, it's gut-wrenching that we, you know, we had to let Kyle Fuller go. That's on management, I think. Yep, yep. You know, not being able to get him signed to a longer deal. Uh, but like I was telling you last night, Trevor, if you can fix the pass rush and put more pressure on the other team's quarterback, you'll fix your secondary, too. Yeah. I mean, we still have Eddie Jackson. We still have... Um, What's the the rookie from last year, Johnson, Jalen Johnson? Jalen Johnson, yeah. And uh, so we've got we've got players in place. They signed a couple of guys. Um, yeah, they brought in Desmond Trufant from uh, I believe he was with, with Detroit Lions. with Detroit last year, and he didn't do any. I mean, looking at his numbers, he didn't do anything too flashy. But I mean, mm-hmm. he's he's a veteran. I mean, and then again, the Lions don't have a great team or didn't have a great team either. So. Right, and their defense was atrocious. So you come in, Bears got a better defense. I mean, you. You can't you can't say no to that. So come come in with a better defense. Maybe maybe he'll be a little more motivated playing. You still got Eddie Jackson back there, and you mentioned Jalen Johnson. So yeah, I uh, it was I think what was hard too last year. You lost you lost uh, Eddie Goldman. He opted out because of COVID. Um, Akeem Hicks wasn't healthy all year. Uh, supposedly Mac had some off season uh, surgery done. Uh, Khalil Mack wasn't healthy. And then I was really excited about Robert Quinn last year, and they brought him. Yeah, that was a disappointment. They brought him in, but he, he just he didn't look like his old self with uh, when he played with the Rams and he played with Dallas last uh, the year before that. He just he looked slow. He almost like he didn't care. And I, I don't know if he was battling an injury injury too, but you know if you get all those guys back healthy and you know you you, you brought in uh, I think. Jeremiah, guy from uh, Denver on the edge. Uh, Jeremiah. Oh yeah. Out of Out Yeah. I'm bu- I'm butchering that last name, but uh, he's an edge rusher that played with uh, Denver last year, and uh, he had five sacks last year with Denver. So I mean, he's probably he's not going to be a starter, but he he's a guy that can come in and probably relieve Mac, and he can probably relieve. Uh, uh, Robert Quinn, and I don't think the plan is with Quinn this year is to play him every down. I think they're going to bring him in on special situations. So, if you can manage his reps, I think that's going to help Quinn in the long run. Yeah, and uh, I mean, when you look at this off season for the Bears, I mean, it was kind of like two parts. There's the part where they're dealing with. Uh, struggling with the salary cap trying to make structure enough contracts so they have room to pay this guy that guy you've got Allen robinson that didn't get his contract extended like he wanted but ends up signing a franchise tag which didn't make him happy so we still have that to deal with um and then there was the releasing of kyle fuller that no one was thrilled about that everyone's looking at the Bears were trying to make a trade for Russell Wilson, which never materialized. Uh, you had the uh, Deshaun. And, and real, sorry to cut you off, but the Russell Wilson thing, I had some people at work who aren't Bears fans. They're getting that are Colts fans and Packers fans. Believe can you believe that? They're giving me a hard time about Russell Wilson. I'm like, 
that was Seattle's decision. Seattle didn't want to let him go. Russell Wilson had said to the media that he was he would, he'd be willing to be traded, and he even said he'd be willing to come to Chicago. And I think they were going to offer him what three first round draft picks, three first round draft picks, and like two players. Yeah, so they were going to give Seattle Seattle a good deal. So yeah. no, that was on Seattle. They didn't want to let him go, and I I mean, and and if Trevor, honestly, if you could if you could uh, wrap it up in a Christmas present and say, here's Russell Wilson and two Super Bowl wins. You'd give up draft picks and players for the next ten years, but there's no guarantee that Russell Wilson comes to Chicago and he's any better than he is a good quarterback. Don't get me wrong, I like I like Russell Wilson as a person and, and as a player, but there's no guarantee that you're going to come to Chicago and and uh, there's a there's a learning curve there for anybody who comes to a new team, just like I'm talking about Andy Dalton. Uh, there's no guarantee that you're going to win a Super Bowl. Or even go to the playoffs. Right. And to give up that much to get a 33-year-old 30, quarterback? I believe so. 33, 34. Yeah. I don't think Andy Dalton's all that much older than Russell Wilson. I'm, I'm not saying Andy Dalton's Russell Wilson. No, no. But yeah. he is a veteran quarterback. And you yeah. didn't have to give up one draft pick to get him. You had to give up $10 million against your cap. But it's a one-year deal. And if it doesn't work out, then we're, we're not married to Andy Dalton for any long-term situation so yeah i want to get into these draft picks but before i before i do that um one of our sponsors is sports sync radio sports sync radio you want to talk about that dan well they're not technically a sponsor but um we just give them a plug every every uh every podcast and it uh, i was just looking at the radio the other day sitting on uh sitting in the bedroom on the dresser and i'm thinking Man, that's the best. I think I paid sixty-nine or seventy-nine dollars for that radio. That's the best seventy-nine dollars I think I've ever spent. Uh, and I was reluctant to go out and buy one because I looked at the ads, I looked at the reviews, I looked at ways to try to get my computer to sync up with the television so that we could watch Bears games and listen to Jeff Joniak and not have to listen to guys like Joe Buck and. Chris Collinsworth. Or the guy that said the bad words on TV and got lost, uh, Tom Brenneman, you know. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, uh, one day I just said, to heck with it. I'm going to go out and buy it. And it came with, uh, it did not come with an AC adapter. That's an optional app. Uh, you can buy an AC adapter for them. But uh, this one did not have an AC adapter. And I said, well, let's just do the, the battery route. And I think it takes... 4D batteries and they last for an entire season. And it, it's great guys. I mean, I I love that he can sync up the radio with the TV and it it it's just a night and day difference. It's I got mean, good sound too. It's, it's got good like, sound and I if you really wanted to there if you if you wanted better sound there's there'd be a way that you could plug it in probably to a sound system of some sort. Well, you did it. Yeah. You plugged it into uh, like stereo speakers. Oh, you're right. I did. House. I did that one. Yeah, that one. And game. It, I mean, it was even better. But I mean, it's not necessary to do that. But it, I mean, it did. It sounded like stereo. So. But if you're yeah, if you're tired of listening to the garbage, that all the hate for the Bears every game, then get out there and get yourself a sports sync radio. Yeah, the smirky little laughs that come. You know, it's like <laughs> you know, yeah, from Joe Buck and that. It's like. Come on, we know you hate Chicago. Your dad was the announcer for the St. Louis Cardinals for, for years. So, uh, no, Jack Buck. So I mean, I, it's no secret to me. Tom Brenneman, we knew before you ever got fired from your Reds job that you hated the Cubs. Yeah, come on, man. Or you hated the Chicago because you lost your job with the Cubs. So it's no surprise. Why do they keep putting these Chicago haters? in the national media to do the Bears games. I don't know. I remember growing up watching the Bears, and Brent Musburger used to do play-by-play -play for the Bears. He was a Chicago guy. And he, and, and uh, Johnny Morris, who played wide receiver for the Bears, was a Chicago guy. So, I mean, they always seem to find the the, the announcers and, and the play-by-play -play guys that hate Chicago. Get yourself a sports sync radio. You won't be sorry. Like I said, it's the best $69, $79 I ever spent. So, sports yep. sync radio. Yep, go do it. 
Uh, before we get into the draft picks, uh, real quick, you know, I, I really think if if Field sits this year, you got a, you got a veteran in, in Dalton, and you got and you got a not only a great guy, I uh, I think Dalton's a Christian too, but uh, Nick Foles is a Christian. He's a great guy. He's so uh, you got two guys that can really lead Justin Fields, and Justin Fields, uh, I, I will say. I watched his QB1 Beyond the Lights on Netflix, and it was out. And this this guy comes from a great family. His dad's a veteran. Uh, I believe he's a I believe he was a chief um, uh, in the police department uh, in Georgia, where they're from. And he comes from a great family, and, uh, and he really seems Fields definitely seems to have his head on his shoulders. Uh, like I said he's a Christian, um, and he's got two guys, two veterans that can really lead him. And especially a guy like Nick Foles that, I mean, I have really high regards for. I mean, it's too bad it didn't work out for him last year as our, as our quarterback. Um, he obviously was a statue and could barely move around. And I think part of that was the offensive line. But um, I really think Fields is going to have two veterans that can really help him and lead him and develop him once his before his opportunity comes to be the starter with the Bears. So we, we've been talking about Fields. Uh, he was our first round draft pick. I believe it was the Bears moved down from was it 21 to to pick 11 to get Fields. Uh, he was drafted by Georgia. Uh, couldn't be couldn't beat out Jake Fromm, which people give him a hard time for that. But I mean, Jake Fromm was he was pretty stinking good with uh, with Georgia. I mean, he was accurate. Yeah, he was small, but he was accurate, and he made really good decisions. I uh, got. He ended up going to Ohio State, and here's what people don't people forget: all you, all the people that bash Fields, he beat out Joe Burrow, who went to LSU. Justin Fields beat out Joe Burrow and was a starter in in uh, in 2020, or I mean 2019 and 2020 with uh, uh, with Ohio State. And uh, you know we we've been talking about him. We know we know what he is. The coaching staff know who he is. So hopefully get some time to develop. Uh, before we move to Tevin Jenkins, you got anything else you want to say about Fields? I would just say this. This is not really related to his talent or anything, but if you want some good entertainment, go on YouTube and type in uh, Justin Fields, Chicago Bears draft night reaction and get just to see the reaction of Bears fans. The Bear fans have been waiting for a long time, and I, th I don't really think there was this kind of excitement for Mitch Trubisky. And, but just waiting for the Bears to take a quarterback that high and really I think that we know that this is the, going to be the future of the Chicago Bears. Don't mess it up Bears and don't mess it up Bears fans. Don't, don't start bashing this guy. If this guy does get a chance to play this year and he starts having bad games, I don't want to hear, oh, what, you know, they blew that pick and all that. Give this guy a chance. Peyton Manning, his first year, I think he started most of the games he did not have a great year. Okay, I'm not saying he's Peyton Manning, but give this guy a chance, and and just the reaction of the of the people, the fans, when they drafted Justin Fields, moved up. First of all, they knew that they were moving up in the draft, and then they when they took Fields, it's just it just makes you giddy, and when you sit there and watch it, these the reaction of the fans, how they. And I'm talking about people in their living room watching on t watching on TV or podcasts that were being um, done at the time. And the tape never lies is, is a great one to watch. You got to you got to filter out some of the language in that in that podcast. But um, it, it were, was fun. Dan, you were telling me about a test that they took for Justin Fields took this this test and he scored higher than any any quarterback. I think you were going to tell me about it. Uh, I don't think it was me. But, I mean, if you've heard this guy interviewed, I mean, he knows. Uh, while they were saying, like the, like, the day after the draft, Nagy called him and asked him, like, what would you do in this situation? And he was actually telling him the actual plays, what they call the plays and everything. So he's very, very football smart. Yeah. And along with being athletically gifted. So... I mean, there's no reason to, to not get excited about drafting this guy. I've heard some people say, well, I don't know. I don't know. He was good at Ohio State, but that doesn't mean he's going to be good 
with the bear and that may be true but this is just this is just we are so um programmed to be disappointed with the chicago bears and we listen to all this stuff from guys like stephen a smith although i think stephen a likes him too or you know guys in the national media that are wanting to rip the bears and matt Nagy and and and, and ryan pace but i give them credit here because they could have they could have overreacted and gave up a king's ransom to get to move up in the draft with no guarantee that this guy would even fall. You know, they yeah. could have given two first round picks or they could have given even three first round picks. We were talking last night uh, that uh, the Rams gave up two first round picks for Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford's a great quarterback. I love Matt Stafford, but and they gave up Jared Goff. So. But I, Matt Stafford's getting up there. So, I mean, you're not talking about having this guy forever. I mean, he's maybe good for four or five years, and then yep. you're right back at it. And you don't, you won't even have those draft picks available to you when you go to replace Matt Stafford. So Yeah, now when our, before we go on to our second pick, our second-round pick, Fields was the number one quarterback draft pick out of, coming out of high school uh, when his senior year. Number one in the nation. Over over Trevor Lawrence, and not only that, but they had a they have this it's called Elite Eleven every year. Uh, the seniors come in, and they I think I think they actually pick twelve guys, um, and he he won that competition. Again, he beat out guys like Trevor Lawrence. So, and I'm not trying to say Trevor Lawrence shouldn't have been the first round pick. I'm not saying that at all. I mean, yeah, I same here. I mean, if. If the Bears had the number one pick in the draft and they didn't take Trevor Lawrence, I would have been very, very disappointed. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I'm going to give it to Trevor Lawrence. He's he he deserved to be the number one pick in the draft. But yeah, a lot of a lot of people had Fields as their as their number two, number three guy. So I mean, he's yeah, right where he went. Yeah, it was it was a smart decision. So our our second our second round draft pick, I believe pick 39 is what it says here. Uh, Tevin Jenkins. Uh, Dan mentioned earlier earlier that a lot of a lot of people had the Bears taking Tevin Jenkins with their first round draft pick at pick twenty one, and they got this guy they got this guy in the second round. So uh, Tevin Jenkins played at Oklahoma State. Um, he's exciting to watch. There's a lot of there's a lot of uh, he's a big kid. He's a big kid. Uh, he kind of has a baby face, uh, but he he's a big kid. He's strong. There's a lot of I know it's his highlight videos. Everybody looks good in the highlight video, but if you watch his highlight videos, he's he's taking guys out of bounds, locking guys out of bounds to the whistle blows, and he you can just tell he's got a lot of grit. He's he's tough and that he's he's a smart player and yeah. he he doesn't he doesn't stop and literally until that whistle blows. So he's uh he's supposed to take over the I believe the left tackle position on our offensive line. He played right tackle majority of his uh, college, college career at Oklahoma State, but... He did line up at left tackle for, I, I think it was like a couple hundred plays or something like that. And I believe he played career. I believe he played left tackle all of uh, high school. So he does have experience. I wish the Bears would be putting that right tackle because that's where he played and that's where he really flourished at, at Oklahoma State. But they're going to be putting him at left tackle, it sounds like. So let me ask you this. A lot The Bears getting a lot of grief. Of course, they get they get a lot of grief no matter what they do, but for releasing Charles Leno, and and basically putting Jenkins there at that position as their only left tackle, but they have a lot of guys that they can move around, which they're very versatile there. And I think that the reason the Bears made the playoffs last year because the offensive line did improve, and a guy like Brad Mustafer was able to come in and play center. Yeah, you're able to move Cody Whitehair to another position so the bears are very versatile on the offensive line do you think that maybe they should have found a way to restructure uh charles leno's contract so that they do have another left tackle in case jenkins does get i don't off to a I, start? I i don't i think that they i think they've brought enough in and they still have jermaine effetti uh larry borm who we'll talk about here with their next draft pick um sam Mustafer. if they have to move those guys around they will I mean, for people that gave the Bears a hard time about getting rid of Charles Leno Jr. this year, if you watch him in the last couple of years, like he gave up a lot 
<coughs> excuse me, he gave a lot of blocks. He, did, he just looked slower, uh, didn't look as quick on his feet. So I don't, I don't have a problem with the Bears uh, releasing Charles Leno. Um, I hope the best for him. I think he went to Washington football team this year. But, yeah, he found a home right away. But if, if, if they could have found a way to, to bring him back in for cheap, I would have been okay with it. But, yeah, for people that gave the Bears a hard time, it's like, did you guys not watching the games the last couple of years? Because he gave up a lot of, a lot of oh, blocks. and watch the tape never lies. They have it. Go back to last season. Uh, draft Dr. Phil, he has a segment on the Bears' offensive line, but a lot of it is, where are you, Charles Leno? You know, shows him just being pushed around on the line. So, I, I guess I, I just wanted you to address that fact that the, the Bears have taken a lot of heat from releasing him, and he really wasn't that good. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We have a lot of guys. And, we, and James Daniels got hurt last year, too. and So, he's he'll be back. I think the Bears' offensive line is going to be fairly good. They have Alex Bars too. That yep, and you're bringing back. I think you mentioned Cody. Uh, Cody Whitehair. Cody Whitehair is going to play guard. I believe. Yep, he'll be back. So, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think we had enough pieces. Um, it might be like a game of chess. They might have to move him around to the right position and figure things out before the season. But it may take a couple games to get there. But I'm not. I mean, they'll definitely bet. They'll definitely be better than uh, than last year. But I'm not expecting a huge improvement by any means with the offensive line. Yep, Tevin Jenkins, our second-round pick. Um, our our fifth-round draft pick was uh, Larry Borm, who played at Missouri. This guy's this guy's got a pretty uh, a pretty neat story here. So he's he's definitely he was definitely overweight. I believe he was 352 playing in college. Wow. And he he dropped 30 pounds in the off-season. And the Bears actually want him to be playing at, I think they said three, he was down to 322, and they wanted him to play at about 330. So, and based on what I heard about about a rookie, uh, uh, about the rookie training camp so far, is that he looks, he looks like he, you could tell he lost a lot of weight, but he needs to put on some muscle. Compared mm-hmm. to Tevin Jenkins, he just looks like he needs to put on some muscle. So I think... I think Larry Borm could really be a, a special player for us. You know, puts on some muscle. Um, you know, you know how it is with these NFL players. They get them on these strict diets and these and these eating programs, and they get them in the weight room. So, you know, it, and he's a fifth round draft pick. If it works out that he doesn't have to be a starter, but if he were to, that'd be awesome. Um, but yeah, he's he lost 30 pounds. He, he's definitely someone who's willing to work, and it sounds like there he's going to be Jermaine Effetti's, uh Back up at the right tackle position. Yeah, I I don't have a problem with where they took him fifth round, so it's kind of a project uh, round anyway. So yeah, they needed help on the offensive line, and they and they got a big kid. So let's let's hope that he can develop. Yep. Uh, with our next pick, it was in the sixth round, uh, Khalil Herbert. Uh, this guy played four years at Kansas. And then after, when, once he graduated, uh, they, he went to uh, he had one more year left to he went to Virginia Tech, and this guy actually was I don't have it here, but I believe he was he he ended fifth fifth in the nation in in all of college football. I believe he had 1,400 1, yards uh, between his catching and receiving, and he had 14 touchdowns with Virginia Tech. Uh, and then he, I think he was mainly taken for his kickoff return um, ability that he has, that he, he that he showed at Virginia Tech. So you bring a guy in, we lost Cordell Patterson. He went to Atlanta in the offseason. So you brought him in as a possible kick return specialist. And if you ever have an issue with, let's say, something happens with Tariq Cohen or Marquise Goodwin. Marquise Goodwin, there. yep. Or if you if something happens, Damian Williams, or even, I mean, heaven forbid, Dave Montgomery. You got a guy that can come in that has shown that he's got some burst. He's a north and south type of runner, uh, and he he's got good hands, so he can play at all his positions. And of course, he can return uh, return kicks for us, possibly even punts. You have anything about Cleo? Well, uh, yeah. I is there any reason why he slipped? So what round was it? Sixth. Yeah, sixth round. 
Is there a reason why he slipped so far down in the draft? I know running backs don't normally go all that high a lot of times, but... I think it's just mainly because it's only one year of production that people were able to see. He was not... Cleo said he was not utilized in the four years at Kansas. He wasn't utilized like he should have been. Um, and he said he was just grateful for the opportunity to come to Virginia Tech and really show his skills. And, I mean, I'm sure he would have been much higher if he would have... If the if Kansas would have used him the same way Virginia Tech did, he, who knows? He could have been a, you know, possibly a, a third or fourth round draft pick. Because so. Virginia Tech is a pretty decent football school. Yeah. And uh, I did watch some of his tape, and it, he he just looks really explosive at times. Yeah. Yeah. And, and running over defenders too. I mean, he's he's a and in the return game, he he looks like. Again, you're seeing highlights, so you can only judge what the good when you look at most highlights. So, um, but he looks like he he could be a, a diamond in the rough for the Bears. I mean, they've got a lot of depth. I feel like this year at running back, where last year when Montgomery got hurt, or when Cohen got hurt, all you had was Montgomery, and didn't didn't Montgomery go down in one game, and we were like, oh my gosh, no. Yep. <laughs> and you, Cordero Patterson was your starting running back, so they've got a lot of depth at running back this year with Damian Williams and Cohen being back and Montgomery and this Justin Herbert. So I think they're I think they're going to be stronger in the run game, which is only going to help the passing game. Yeah, and I was impressed by that guy they brought in from uh, blank on his name right now, the guy from Oregon State that was an undrafted free agent, Artavius Pierce. Yeah. Yeah, the few he, t- the few times that he came in towards the end of the year, he had a lot of bursts. He was quick. I mean, he's not a he's he's not a starter, but I mean, he's he's someone that you can bring in and give. I'm wondering if he'll even he might be on the practice. He squad. He might be a but, practice squad guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they brought in uh, probably won't ever get talked about because he played at Coastal Carolina. But one of the free agents they brought in, one of the undrafted free agents they brought in this year, a guy named C.J. Marble, I believe is how you say his last name. But uh, really, really explosive. Kind of remind me of Tariq Cohen when Cohen came out of came out of uh, North Carolina A&T. But he played at Coastal Carolina, and he can do. He's kind of an all-purpose kind of guy. He can and catch that's the, the ball. Kind of guy Matt Nagy likes too. He likes guys yep. that are that are, are quick, little, explosive. You know that that can. They can catch the ball out of the backfield, or they can use them on special teams as a as a kick returner or a punt returner. Or, so, you know, you never know with a guy like that. He could wind up making making the 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 roster just because of his special teams ability. So correct. Or or at the very least, maybe a practice squad player that they bring up when there's an injury. Yeah. Um. Our next our next pick in the sixth round was Daz Newsom. And this is the guy I'm really excited about. I think out of I was obviously other than Justin Fields, I've been watching a ton of video on him. But Daz Newsom has been a very close second out of North Carolina. Uh, this guy, uh, some people had him going in the fourth round um, in this in the this year's draft, and he didn't go to the sixth. So uh, this guy played in the slot. Uh, he was a punt return specialist with North Carolina, I believe in. 2019, he actually led led the team in interceptions and yards. Um, there's a guy, I believe, Demir Demir Brown, I believe is his name. Uh, he was the guy that went in the, I believe, the third round this year in the draft. And there, a lot of people are saying that Daz was overlooked because of this Demir Brown, and the Bears the Bears were watching a lot of Demir Demir Brown's tape with North Carolina, and they and they saw this Daz Newsom's tape, and they're thinking. And this guy's really special too, and he and he can return uh, he can return punts for us. So I think he could potentially be a Anthony Miller replacement. So if Anthony Miller doesn't show up and ready, and he's he's screwing around and or they don't trade him or they don't trade him, I think Daz Newsom would be able to fit in. I mean he yeah he's he's not perfect. Uh, he definitely needs to be polished up a little bit, but he's a great route runner. He played running back in high school. So that his ability after the catch is very promising, and he, if you go if you go watch his, any of his highlights on YouTube, I mean once he catches that ball, he's able to really really move and break tackles. So 
Yeah, Daz Newsom with our was one of our sixth round picks and a guy I'm really excited about, and I think that could potentially be a starter for us uh, for the Chicago Bears. Yeah, and they, that's another position of need that they had too was wide receiver, um, because other than uh, possibly a disgruntled uh, Allen Robinson, I hope he's not. I hope he's um, comes to play and and he can put the contract stuff behind him and maybe they can get him signed to a longer deal during the season and then you got Darnell Mooney and um, Anthony Miller you've got uh, Riley Ridley still there that uh, really the Bears haven't really invested a lot of time in develop I mean maybe they're trying to develop him but we haven't seen him on the field much and uh, who else do they have oh um, Javon Wims, is he still on the team? I'm concerned about him. I think that if he's not a practice squad guy, practice squad guy, he could probably be released. Yeah, and and that and he he was another late round guy that seventh round pick. Yeah, yeah, that looked pretty darn good when he he had an opportunity to play. He just couldn't control his emotions. Yeah, and then he dropped that big that big uh, what was that a flea flicker last year in the in the playoff yeah he had some he had some he, drop issues. He dropped it, you know. So yeah. Take, and, Anthony Miller, um, you got Riley Ridley, uh, Riley Ridley, Allen Robinson, uh, Cohen can line up in the slot. Um, you got uh, Mar Marquise Goodwin, Cole, um, Cole Komet. Yep, Cole Komet. Yeah, Marquise Goodwin. Uh, he didn't play last year either. I don't know if he opted out because of COVID or if he had just had a lingering injury or whatever, but. Dar how can I, how could I forget Darnell Mooney? I mean, Darnell Mooney. Whoa, he was a sixth round, fifth round. I believe he was a fifth round draft pick last in the previous year's draft, and this guy's now a starter for the Bears. You know, and and, and as much as they rip Matt or uh, uh, Ryan Pace, Ryan Pace has done a pretty darn good job. I mean, when he made the trade for Khalil Mack, which everybody loved that trade when it happened, didn't the Bears give up? Two, was it two first-round picks to get Mac, or was it three? Three, three first-round picks. So you go three years, you don't have a first-round pick. But yeah, you you're able to find a Tariq Cohen, um, a Mooney. Adam Shaheen was one of the guys they took that. Uh, I don't. He just because of injury or whatever played at a small university. I don't know if, if but Adam Shaheen I guess was a little bit of a bust, but. Last year, you, you took uh, um, Cole Komet in the second round, I think it was. But, I mean, he's done a good job of finding talent in the later rounds. Yeah. And I think I'm hoping that Daz Newsom might be another one of those guys. Yeah. he. This says here, Newsom ran a 4-5-7 a four, a four, uh, on, on his 40-yard dash at his pro day. So, you got, you got that kind of speed, and you got Mooney, too, who I know, I think he runs a 4-4. Four, four. Uh, Mooney does might even be quicker than that. We got two speed guys now, and I know Goodwin. Did, I think he did a couple years ago, didn't he? Do something for the Olympics? I think he did. I think I'm not sure of that. I'm pretty sure Goodwin was not only playing pro football, but he was in the Olympics the one year. So that's but he's you fast. got three guys at a lot of speed, and he got Cohen coming back with a, a lot of speed. So, and real quick on uh, Cole Komet, uh, this year they're doing a a tight ends like almost like a camp for tight ends and Cole Komet uh, made sure that he could get signed up for this camp so uh, I believe it's like all all your big time tight ends you know Travis Kelsey George Kittle um, they're all going to this camp and he wanted to make sure that he could be there and learn from the best so that's that's exciting and promising that you got a guy who's really taken this seriously and uh, Bears got a lot of got a lot of flack for taking Cole Komet last year. So, yeah, they did. I mean, there again. I mean, it's it's the Bears, and they're going to get uh, um, they're going to get criticism. And and you know what? I've been kind of hard on the media, but let's be realistic. I mean, the Chicago is the what the third largest market, and we have had some bad teams. So I mean, part of it is justified. I'm not. I shouldn't say it's it's the it's 100% totally on the media, but the people in the media that know nothing about Chicago that think they do, 
and they come out and and they know the best thing for the bears it's like just shut your just shut your pie hole because you don't really know what you're talking about you know now i'm on my soapbox but um yeah uh i, I even forgot where i'm going with this because sometimes it just gets me so upset when and it's my fault because i search and dig for stories and stuff on players and then you find stuff and it's like what are they talking about they don't even know they don't know what's going on with with the bears well i think especially of, the national guys. i think part of the problem was we had at one point last year we had nine tight ends on our roster and i get it that sounds ridiculous but we didn't for, we didn't for the bears fans was... for the true bears fans out there we didn't have a tight end and 2018 we trey burton couldn't stay healthy and then in 2019 it was a mess we haven't had a tight end really since so taking Olson, so bringing in jimmy graham the off season and then you had cole drafting cole Komet the year before it's like that to me that was a smart move and they ended up i think they ended up down to five or six tight ends in their roster then so um thomas graham uh, we actually had, it looks like he was a sixth-round pick. I was thinking he was later. So we had three sixth-round picks. Thomas Graham's a guy out of Oregon, a uh, cornerback. Uh, Thomas Graham actually opted out last year in college football, and I believe that's why he slipped. Um, he was a guy that, that was projected to go in the third round. I believe uh, he, one of the ESPN analysts had him at the 76, 76th overall pick in the draft. Which is pretty high. It's pretty high, yeah. And he slipped because yeah he opted out and uh, he Thomas even said that I mean yeah Thomas even said that he uh, he turned off the TV after after he saw a kicker go before him and he said I'm he said I'm pretty I'm done with this draft this is ridiculous and he finally got the call from Nat Nagy but uh, we lost pro our our pro bowler buster uh not buster screen but kyle fuller then buster screen was gone in the off season so uh thomas grand could uh, could step in right away i mean he won't he probably won't be a starter but he's a guy that could come on off the bench and definitely help us on defense and, and that's an area of need again yep. so i mean i you know the bears i think when i looked at the and i've been hard on the media when i did look at the uh draft grades I don't. I didn't see anybody that gave the Bears lower than an A minus. Correct. So I mean that's that's pretty impressive, and and I'm going to give them an A plus. Just the fact that they were able to move up in the second round and get uh, Kevin Jenkins, the guy that they were going to take at 20, or most uh, Foz. I listened to this Foz Sports talk. Uh, that's another podcast i will i'll recommend and he's a chicago guy and he and, and he has a lot of stuff on the bulls and the and the bears and he said that that's when they when it was looking like the bears were going to draft at 20 he said he had the the bears taking tevin jenkins at 20 just take the safe pick you know you need help on your offensive line so they were able to get justin fields and tevin jenkins and only gave up one first round draft pick yep that's an A plus. Yeah, if they would have, regardless of what you did after that, right? That's an if they would have just had those two guys, just the two draft picks, that would A plus, hundred yeah. percent. You, you've got your potential franchise quarterback, and you and you've just shored up your possible left tackle for the next five six years or longer. So, yep. Plus, they're both going to be on rookie deals, so you got them for at yeah. least four. Yeah. And we, we don't have to really go into this guy much, but their last pick in the seventh round was, I believe, this. Kyrus Tongo is his name. Played at BYU. Um, played on the defensive line. I, I believe the plan with him is eventually he'll take Akeem Hicks or Eddie Goldman's spot once they are gone. With, once they are gone, and along with the Bears, but he's not a big guy. But uh, some people had him as the uh, going in the I believe the fourth or fifth round. And this guy was a this guy was a seventh round pick. So yeah. Hats off to the to Nagy and Pace in the draft and uh, these picks they got again after they we would have gave them an A plus with Fields and just Jenkins so the guys that they got after Fields and Jenkins I mean it's it was a very very exciting promising draft and could be all guys that could contribute contribute uh, in the future for the Bears so let's just real quick talk about because we're coming up on the hour yep, mark yep. 
and I see your kids are headed to the swimming pool behind you so here at Maple Ridge exciting day they're opening the pool today so uh, let's just talk real quick on the schedule the schedule is is came out last week it has the Bears opening up at LA in a primetime matchup not a favorable one for the Bears every other game this week is on the road every other game so they have every other game at home um, that can possibly not be a horrible thing no it kind of eliminates that possibility of a prolonged losing streak where you lose six in a row I'm not saying that every time they play at home they're gonna win but they should have fans back in the stadium this year I would think or at least some and that's got to it's got to help. Yeah. We just had a red thing come up on the... I was just saying that we got five minutes left before it stops recording. Oh, okay. Um, I, I actually have the Bears winning this game. Uh, yeah, it's, Sta it's Stafford, who's one of the guys we've been playing against for several years. But I think I really think getting Eddie Goldman back and a healthy Akeem Hicks is really going to help uh, our defense. And they, the Rams ran the ball a ton last year. This mainly because Goff just wasn't the guy that he has been in the past. But if we can stop the run, which I expect us to, and, you know, Stafford's going to a new team. I mean, yeah, he's going to make some big plays week one against us, but I think that, you know, we we should be able to win that game, and defensively we should be better. Uh, you got the Bengals week two um, at home. That that should be a win That for should us. be a win. So you're 2-0. Uh, you you're at the Browns week three. I'm kind of up in the air in that one. Uh, I, I don't expect the Bears to win that one, but they could. They could sneak that one out. And I think that's going to be a lot of the Bears season is sneaking out. Wins. I think so too. I think there's a lot of games on the schedule, the, the road games that look bad on the surface. But like I was saying earlier, injuries creep up on certain teams. They could creep up on the Bears yeah. too. We don't know, but I'm just thinking that the fact that every other game is home can help eliminate those those deals where you have a five-game losing streak or six-game losing streak. I hope. My, you want to go down the rest of the schedule? We're yeah, like just four, real quick. Four minutes here. Yeah, Three week minutes. four, Lions are at the Bears. That's a win. Uh, week, week five is uh, Bears are at the Raiders. That's another one of those. Uh, we should be able to win that game. If you guys remember, I believe it was 2019, we played the Rams and... The Raiders? I mean, that we played the Raiders and... Overseas. Uh, overseas. That? Yeah. We should have won that game. That. Yeah. We, I, just all kinds of factors. Luckily, Dave Montgomery showed up that game, but yeah, we should be able to win that one. Uh, Packers are at the Bears. Really depends on whether Aaron Rodgers is a Packer this year or not. I think he will be personally. I know there's been a lot of news out there about him not not being the quarterback, but uh, I expect the Packers to beat us if Rodgers is there. Uh, you got the um, Bears at the Buccaneers. After that, I really don't see that the Bears winning that game. Buccaneers, if they show up like they did towards the end of the year, their their defense and their offense was really clicking. Yeah. Uh, 49ers at the Bears. Um, after that, that's another one of those. They could sneak away with that one. Um, similar to uh, the Browns game. I think they could sneak away. It could go either way. You got the Bears at the Steelers after that. Uh, I, I think the Bears could pull off could pull off that game there. Um, Steelers aren't the same team. Uh, their defense is definitely one of the top in the league, but it's just there's just a lot going on there that I think the Bears could pull that off. Uh, at this point, you could see Fields coming. Yeah, yeah. You just never know what's right. going to happen. What's because gonna... I think we at this point I have us at three or four wins, so you're five. You're barely a 500 team, so you could see Fields. Uh, you got the Ravens at the Bears after that. Uh, def I, the Ravens probably won that one. Uh, you got the Chicago at the Lions. Bears should win that after that. Cardinals after Bears after the Lions game. That's another one of those up in the air. Uh, I. That it's a very talented offense, and all and the, all you Purdue fans, the uh, Rondell Moore just went to the Cardinals, so 
a lot of speed there. Uh, you got the Bears at the Packers after that. That's a loss for the Bears probably. Then you got the Vikings at the Bears. That's another one of those. I think the Vikings will split like they typically do with the Bears. And then you got the Bears at the Seahawks. That's another one of those up in the air. Um, I expect the Seahawks to win, but then you got the Giants at the Bears, um, and I, I think the Bears could come out one in that. And the Bears at the Vikings, the end. You got 17 games this year. Uh, I think the Bears will come out with seven or eight wins out of the 17 game season. So there you go. We got about five seconds left here, but my my key word is do not give up hope. So hope is. The Okay, that's going to do it for this episode of the What's the Point podcast. Thank you, Trevor. And we will try to do something maybe in a couple of weeks or so. But until then, thanks for joining us.